we are going to open right out of the gate with a conversation about an important issue in our community. And I think uh, for a lot of people, it feels like an absolutely intractable issue. Uh, One that we have been wrestling with for years, and it feels like progress is slow, incremental, fleeting. There is a new effort to uh, bring more widespread and permanent resolution to the chronic problem of homelessness in our community. Uh, It's called a housing navigator, and that job is being filled locally by Nick Dodson, who joins us here this afternoon live on the program. Nick, welcome. Thanks for being here with us. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, before we uh, get into uh, some of the specifics of what you're going to be doing and how, let's just uh, set the parameters here. What exactly is a housing navigator and and what will your role be in trying to address the homeless problem locally? So a housing navigator wears a lot of different hats. Specifically in phase one, I'm going to be working to increase housing capacity, as in get as many landlords, developers, folks that are interesting interested in ending this problem together and working on it as a community to get all in stride in the same step. So really, that's really the first phase is making everybody aware of these new programs of what's going on within the continuum, within helping hands, uh, and getting everybody on the same page, uh, setting up these systems and getting them in place to flow smooth. You make it sound easy, but in practice, it's got to be anything but to get landlords or property managers on board to say, yeah, I'm going to be part of the solution here uh, to help people who have obvious challenges, uh, may have financial limitations. Uh, what what do you do uh, that hasn't already been done or attempted to try to get folks like that on board? Oh, that's a great question, Jim. So basically what's going on now is there's a new program that we're rolling out called the Emergency Housing Voucher Program. Uh, it's a new program that came out just uh, earlier this year uh, that was funded, I believe, by the ARP Act that Joe President Biden signed. Uh, basically what that is is there are 70,000 vouchers that are being streamlined to different communities throughout America to get folks housed quicker. Okay, So basically this is just going to be a quicker process to get folks help where we're working with the continuum, we're working with the Springfield Housing Authority, we're working with light, uh, intent, uh, light case management systems to where folks aren't just going into a house by themselves. These are folks that we're establishing relationships with, making sure folks know that they're cared about within the community and that there are systems within the community and resources looking out for them along the way as well. 70,000 vouchers, do we know how many are coming to Springfield specifically? Springfield is starting with 35. 35 vouchers. And what's the duration of this? Are these good for a month, for a year? Uh, how, how long will this last to help 35 individuals get into some more permanent housing? Yeah, so it's actually for individuals or families. So it's, it's uh, actually you can, it can help more than one folk. Uh, so specifically, they're going to start from one year and can eventually transition to as long as 10 years, uh, from what I understand. Uh, there's still a lot of systems being put into place. I just started about a little less than a month ago, so I'm still learning a lot about it. We're still getting a lot of the systems in place, the programs, the policy, et cetera. Uh, but what we believe in is that housing is health care, uh, which was proven in 2020. You know, if I can't have somebody uh, be safe and quarantine on their own and be in a, a secluded spot to where they're not going to infect somebody else uh, with COVID or a, a variety of other things, uh, it, it can affect my personal health care. So I think we realize and are saying publicly that housing is health care, and I think it's important to, to acknowledge that. 
We're talking with Nick Donson, Housing Navigator, and this position is really sort of a, a joint effort uh, of, of several different local agencies and organizations, correct? Yeah, so I am specifically housed at the Helping Hands of Springfield offices. I'm working with Erica Smith, and it's a great organization that I'm learning a lot from and working with. But I am working specifically as a tool and a resource for all of Springfield, Sangamon County, and the Heartland Continuum of Care. So my email address might be nick at helpinghandsofspringfield.org, but know full and well that I'm here to help anybody that I can with this situation. And we're all working this as a team uh, from folks that are elected officials to folks that are working in a nonprofit, uh, that are working in just the the resources, there's so many different resources in Sangamon County and Springfield that I'm personally learning about and that we're connecting to one another uh, and just kind of all getting everybody in the same step on the same mission with the same goal in the same eyes. You know, it's important to mission uh, that up in Rockford, they've done some really incredible stuff with, uh, with homelessness. So, you know, they in 2016, they ended chronic homelessness for veterans. And then in 2018, they ended chronic homelessness uh, for just the general population. And I think it's important to use that if they can do it, there's no reason we can't in Springfield or Sangamon County. Okay? You know, and I, I wanted to ask you about that because I saw that in the press release today. They have ended chronic homelessness, so there are no homeless people on the streets of, of Rockford? I mean, that seems like something we would have heard about, but you, I, I don't know that I've really heard it phrased in that way before. So what does, exactly does that mean? So it's important to phrase when we say the term chronic homelessness. That doesn't just mean someone that just is, uh, happened on the street yesterday. This is someone that's experienced home insecurity uh, over the last, I believe it's considered four times in three years where they've experienced uh, a certain amount of time on the street. Uh, so this is helping the people that are the most vulnerable. Those, those folks that, are, that have been the worst off have been helped the most. And they have a great uh, system up there that we're going to try and model ourselves after. You know how people say, oh, you can't do it from another country. Well, we can model ourselves after Rockford and try and do our best to figure out what maybe we can do even better. It, the challenge you're taking on would be big at any time, but it may be about to get a lot more challenging. The eviction moratorium uh, that's been in place since the start of the pandemic is coming to an end, and there are concerns that will mean even more people who will wind up out on the streets without a roof over their heads. How much does that add to the uh, to the challenge that you're facing? You know, it adds a lot to my plate, but at the same time, it makes me uh, just double down on my efforts to want to help as much as I can, as many people as I can. Uh, I consider myself an advocate for people in general, and I'm really thankful to be housed at Helping Hands uh, and to work with organizations that actually want to do something about this and not just run their mouths about it, et cetera, that are actually putting their feet to the floor from, you know, the funders to the healthcare sectors that are helping us organize things to just there's so many different orchestrations going on behind the scenes right now that I can't, you know, give you all the specifics on that I'm extremely excited about, I'm extremely optimistic about, uh, and I just want to encourage everybody in the community that we can wrap our arms around this and, and fix this together. You um, you mentioned uh, Helping Hands. You mentioned the Heartland Continuum of Care. The Springfield Housing Authority is also involved in this and some of the uh, money uh, paying for your position and some of this uh, uh, other initiative is coming through COVID relief funds being steered through HUD. Uh, what, what happens, though, when the COVID relief funds run out or are there other funding sources that you are able to tap into? Uh, for what exactly, Jim? I'm well, sorry. I mean, really, for, for everything we're talking about here, for uh, helping to uh, underwrite some of the costs of getting uh, the chronically homeless into more permanent housing, to dealing with the landlords and the property managers, even paying for your position after uh, the COVID relief funds aren't there anymore. Do, are there other right. funding resources? 
Yeah, so uh, we we do we have a lot of funding opportunities within the community. We do a lot of grant work as well. Uh, you know, I'll be quite honest with you, uh, Jim. I'm trying to put myself out of a job in five years. I would rather not need to have my, my, my role here if possible. We need to get a system in place that works well like they do in other cities and other uh, states and other counties. Uh, we can do this. We can fix it together. Uh, so the funding aspects of it, I know there are several. I'm not familiar with them. That's honestly not my role, Jim. I apologize. I, I'm here to try and fix and help things as much as I can. Uh, the, uh, the funding stuff specifically I'm not familiar with on a, on a hyperscale. And I know there's other people whose uh, job it is to uh, to deal with that. Uh, as a paid professional skeptic, I've got to ask, you mentioned you've got 35 of these vouchers here, but it certainly has seemed over the years on any given night, whether you look down around the library or around the, the tent cities that have occasionally popped up, uh, we have more than 35 people out on the streets. And again, as we noted, uh, maybe more to come with the end of the eviction moratorium. Do we have a sense as to how many housing units would, would have to be found to be made available to be able to be paid for uh, to really bring an end to chronic homelessness has that been quantified here locally you know quantifiably i don't believe so the last numbers i knew it was around there were 500 folks that were uh, home insecure at this moment uh so that's a lot of bodies that's a lot of folks that need help uh so but i do know that it, the quicker that we do get folks housed with these ehvs the more we get uh from hud so that is an important aspect of this as well so if anybody listening to this is interested please reach out to me, call Helping Hands, reach out to me. We'd love to have you be a part of the program. If you're a landlord thinking about it, considering it, uh, you're absolutely a right fit for this, and we'd love to have you. Uh, what kind of response are you getting from landlords so far? I know you've only been a month uh, on the job, but uh, have you had a lot of interaction with landlords? Are they resistant? Are they willing to try to work with you? What's their reaction? Yeah, great question. I spent a couple Tuesday nights ago at the Springfield Area Landlord Association uh, introducing myself to everybody, uh, giving them my contact information and talking a little bit about the program uh, and letting them know that I am working on their behalf as well as the communities. I had 18 landlords sign up to speak more uh, about this, so I, I think there's a lot of interest in it. Uh, and, and finally, Nick, um, you know, uh, people who may find themselves homeless or at least, as you noted, housing insecure, uh, but may still be in a position where they are, you know, checking in with media, hearing this interview. Uh, if somebody's in a situation where they are teetering on the brink here, they need help. They may not always know where to turn for help. Where should they go? I mean, is this something where they reach out to you to helping hands? What's the best place to start? The best place I've seen is honestly, if you go to the Heartland Continuum of Cares website, there's just an enormous amount of resources and information about Sangamon County, Springfield, uh, for a variety of different shelters uh, and places that folks can go. You know, there's men's shelters, there's family shelters, there's women-only shelters, uh, there's domestic abuse shelters. That way, you know, the specific need is met. Uh, I know a lot of folks can get access to the Internet. Uh, I know that kind of levels the playing field there. So I'd say that is a great resource. Uh, Josh Sable over there is the manager of the Heartland Continuum of Care and does a great job updating that uh, resource guide, et cetera. So there's a lot of great data on there as well. Uh, but truly, that's a great place to start. Uh, but if you even just call Helping Hands and say, I need help, we're going to get you to the right place. We are a men's shelter with different case management, payee services, et cetera. However, if you call us and say, hey, I'm in trouble, what can I do? We're not just going to hang up on you. We're going to be there for you as well. Nick Dodson, now housing navigator here in Springfield, trying to get people in need of shelter matched up with landlords and property managers to get them off the streets and get them in a safe, uh, long-range housing situation. Nick, keep us updated on your progress, if you would. Good to talk to you. Thanks for your time. Absolutely.